Good morning. It is Friday, August 5th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. I hope everyone has enjoyed their week. And on today's episode, I am happy to be joined by Corey Smith of PackPride.com, covering NC State for 24-7 Sports. Corey, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and joining me. I'm doing wonderful, man. I uh, appreciate you having me on as always. So, Corey, the Wolfpack, they're in quite the position right this year heading into the season. NC State among the favorites to compete for an ACC title this year. And with Devin Leary likely going to the NFL after, the window is is sort of now for the Wolfpack, right? I think looking at the schedule, they have a legitimate chance to win 10 games for the first time, I think, since the early 2000s. So out of the gate, just tell me what the vibe is like in Raleigh as fall camp gets underway. You know, how much anticipation is there going into the season and how much excitement really surrounds the program entering 2022? Yeah, I mean, I think you head into this season knowing that this is probably the best chance that Dave Doran has had to really compete for an ACC championship game. You know, you think back to that, the 2017 and 2018 teams, you know, 2017, it was, you know, the strength was really the defense. You had that front line that are all in the NFL now, all still on NFL rosters, Bradley Chubb, Justin Jones, uh, BJ Hill, uh, and then Contavia Street, all those guys. And you're like, man, that defense is really, really good. The offense was kind of catching up. You had a Ryan Finley, Kelvin Harmon, a couple guys, but you know, the, the offense wasn't really there. They won nine games. The next year, they won nine games again, but it was because the defense wasn't it wasn't quite up to up to the task. The thing that you have about the NC State team coming into this year is you have all of the pieces uh, when it comes to the offense. You obviously, as you said, Devin Leary. Uh, you have several guys around him. Three of the top four receivers returning from last year. Four of the five starting offensive linemen from last year, including you know several guys that, that got starting experience along the offensive line last year too. Uh, and then that defense is just ridiculous. You know, 10 of 11 guys that were on the starting uh, depth chart from last year, uh, all coming back. And, you know, several of those guys being all ACC players. And then you have a lot of the guys like you think about, you know, the Peyton Wilson, Isaiah Moore, uh, Cyrus Fagan was a guy that came in last year with a lot of expectations. All those guys were lost by midseason and NC State still had a top three defense in nearly every metric uh, when it comes to the ACC last year. So you get all those guys back and all the depth pieces uh, that were behind them all back this upcoming season and and it makes for you know building up to probably the most hype season we've ever seen for for Dave Doran's uh tenure at NC State so let's look at the team now and we'll start with the offense and this team while Devin Leary is great the running game last year not so much right 13 out of 14 in the ACC in rushing yards per game second to last in attempts to which I kind of get right when you have a quarterback like Leary I I understand that you want the ball in his hands more than, than really anyone else but I mean that running game, it has to get better, right? And and, and look, they're losing Iki Aquano as well, which obviously affects the offensive line. But you mentioned four of the five starters are back besides him, obviously. So are the resources there for that running game to get better? Or will it once again, for the most part, all be kind of on Larry? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the running game has a chance to actually get better, which seems surprising given the fact that you lose Zonovan Knight and Ricky Person Jr. from last year. They both go on to the NFL. They're trying to make it you know, at, at the NFL level. But you look at the offensive line as you mentioned, you do lose Zeke Iquanu, but one one kind of underrated part of the the running game falling off last year, I felt like was losing Chandler Zavala. They lost him right before the Boston College game. And, you know, that the running game was was good, not great against Clemson, but that was really the only ACC test they had had to that point. They played extremely well up to that point. And, you know, they were the running game was probably the most impressive part for the first two games uh, for NC State. And then, you know, the, the passing game came around. Well, you lose Chandler Zavala and you suddenly lose 
lose the left side of that def- or that that offensive line with him playing the the left guard position for NC State last year. So you get him back. He cleared NCAA did grant his waiver after initially denying it. They granted it. He's coming back. So that feels like a really kind of underrated part of you know the potential success for NC State going into this year. Uh, but you do have guys like Jordan Houston that came back. He didn't play really last year, a very limited you know amount of snaps last year, but he played a lot during his his initial his freshman season in 2019 uh, before you know Ricky Person uh, Ricky Burson Jr. was healthy the last two years, so he got those seconds, you know, was the second back in that rotation. Uh, they bring in a four-star running back in Michael Allen that, you know, they feel really good about as a potential guy to be, you know, second or third in that rotation. I think he'll be third in that rotation to a guy named Demi Sumo Kargabe, uh that comes from New Jersey, was, you know, overlooked a little bit in his in his class. Uh, somebody that I think a lot of people have kind of built up now. And, you know, we've heard a ton about ever since he came into camp last year about his potential what he could do in the future. And you really feel like if he's able to put it all together this upcoming season, those are two kind of all around backs with him and Jordan Houston and Michael Allen played wide receiver, even at Greenville Rose last year. Uh, If those guys are able to find that combination together, think this running game could really take off and, and be potentially even better than you know what they had last year. Yeah, and if that running game could just improve slightly, I mean, I'm sure that would do wonders for what is already a, a really good offense. And in regards yeah. to Leary, he took a huge leap last season, 35 touchdowns to five interceptions. I got to support him, my fellow Jersey guy, although he's from South Jersey, I'm more Central Jersey. But with Leary, and this is going to be hard to do, but can he get even better, right? Can they open up the offense even more so that he adds, I guess, a couple more touchdowns or there's a couple more yards? And maybe that has to to do with an improved running game you know maybe that improved running game helps him you know take even a, another step but you know is it possible to even be better than he was in 2021 you know it, it's it's pretty gonna be pretty hard to do yeah you know I've said this a few times actually if you go back and look at those first two games where he was kind of shaking off the rust I think people forget that Devin Leary was coming off of a very very serious leg injury you know he was lost for he only played three games in the 2020 season and was lost for the rest of the season. Bailey Hockman came in and played in his place. He now comes back uh, for NC State this upcoming year. And, you know, he he only played those first two games. He only threw for three touchdowns total. Uh, he went on the rest of the year and threw for three touchdowns. I believe three touchdowns or more in seven of the, the last 10 games. Uh, threw for four touchdowns in multiple games. Broke the, you know, broke the single season record for NC State that was previously held by Phillip Rivers. I think some people might know that name. Uh, but, you know, when you look at what he's capable of doing, I think, yeah, the stats could get significantly better because you know, there there is a known commodity coming into this year. It's not a, all right, how is he going to look? You know, what is he, what is he going to do coming into this year? It's, hey, how can we help him have more success than he did last year. You know, how can we make Devin Carter a, a downfield threat, which I think he showed capability of last year. They've moved Thayer Thomas, one of the more reliable receivers in NC State history. They moved him over to the outside receiver position. Porter Rooks, a former four-star receiver, slides in at the slot re- slot receiver position this year. They've got more speed with Anthony Smith and Julian Gray are two guys to look out for this upcoming year uh, that can bring that kind of speed role to NC State too. So you've got all these pieces around him, I do think there's a chance for him to have more success. There's not an Emeka Mezzi on this roster, which was, you know, all-time leading receptions guy, you know, leading receiver in NC State history, uh, broke Jalen Samuels' record previously held by Torrey Holt. So all of those, all of those numbers are huge for him. But you know, he moves on and now they have all these pieces still around him. And I don't want people to forget about the tight end positions too, because you've got guys like Trent Penix, you've got guys like Chris Tootle that that can be really productive in the red zone and also, you know, 
Trent Penix being that that H back guy that I think can play a big role this upcoming season. So yes, they're 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 going to open up the playbook even more for him, and I don't think they're going to try this whole hey let's let's force the run, let's force the run. You know, they're they're probably I mean all three of those guys, like I said, all three of those uh, running backs that they have in that potential rotation are all you know all purpose back kind of guys too that that could play that role and, and be receivers out of the backfield. So I think there's multiple opportunities for him to get better, and it's because of the opening up of this offense, and it's also because of him being a known commodity coming into this year. We're going to move over to the defense and talk more NC State with Corey Smith when we come back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joined by Corey Smith of packpride.com covering NC State for 24-7 sports. So Corey, the Wolfpack defensively, top 25 in total defense last season, a really strong unit for Dave Dorn. But on the defensive line, they lose Daniel Joseph, who went to the NFL. So definitely a blow to that unit. But really, other than that, they bring a lot back. So with that being said, what's the expectation for the defensive line specifically? Should we, I guess, expect a step back, you know, maybe similar results last year? Or could they even possibly take a step forward with those on the roster earning this year? I mean, I know this sounds weird to say, but I do think they can take a step forward on the defensive line. A big reason for that is the return of Corey Durden. Uh, he was, you know, obviously all ACC last year. You also saw last year at the end of the year, you know, the, the defensive line, while I think a lot of people probably would have thought they would have taken a big step back with the loss of Savion Jackson, you know, a guy like Davin Van stepped in there and was a really productive part of that, that defensive line for NC State. And he's been a guy that we've heard for years uh, coming to before he even came to NC State. He was a former wrestler. He's just a freak athlete, one of those kinds of guys that can put on a ton of weight and still have all the speed. So if you're looking for a guy that that can kind of fill in that role that Daniel Joseph really had as a pass rusher for NC State, that's going to be the guy right there is Davin Van. But Savion Jackson has added some more good weight this offseason. He's now up a little bit over 300 pounds, but you know, in a three a three down lineman uh, set, he's going to be a guy that get, can be really productive for NC State. And like I said, Corey Durden across the middle, uh, all ACC last year. You know, the expectation is for him to still be a really versatile piece for this team too. He could slide to the outside if a guy like Joshua Harris, who has cut down last we heard was between 30 to 40 pounds this offseason, went from a guy that was, you know, a little over 350 pounds down to a little bit better, you know, more healthy weight, uh, but still has all the power across the middle for NC State uh, in Joshua Harris. So, if, if Corey Durden slides to the outside, Joshua Harris comes inside, you've got you've still got three really big defensive linemen. And somebody that I don't want people to forget about, too, C.J. Clark was the starter going into last year. He earned the starting role over Corey Durden heading into the last season uh, and over Joshua Harris as well heading into last season. He's still a guy that could be, if he when he's healthy, uh, the starting defensive tackle for NC State. Uh, so I think he's probably going to be, you know, a little bit more of a depth piece coming into this year. A big reason why he did have the injury last year, and it was, you know, it was pretty early on in the season, but still something you're recovering from with it being a knee injury. So I think 
once he's kind of a bigger part of this rotation, you've got six, seven guys that you feel really good about. So while you lose a pass rusher in Daniel Joseph, there's so many guys that are that are talented and, and eager to step up. And I feel like those guys are going to be really big parts of why not only the defensive line has success, but those linebackers behind them do too. So Corey, a couple more for me. You know, as I mentioned earlier, look, NC State, they're looking for their first double digit win season since 2002. I think it'd be the only, only the second time all time for the program, if I'm correct. Um, yeah. And of course, they're among among the favorites to win the ACC title, or at least get to the ACC title game. But how much pressure do you think is on the program with these raised expectations, right? Like if they go hypothetically nine and three, they win a bowl game. So they get to those 10 wins, but they don't make the ACC title game. Is that enough? Or is there kind of an ACC title game or bust mentality right from the fan base? Yeah, I mean, that's been the question all offseason is how do they deal with these expectations? Because, you know, obviously the players, the coaches, they're all talking the talk and we're ready to see if they can walk the walk because, you know, they've they've talked about, hey, we're we're not worried about these expectations. We know what we're capable of. We're putting in the work. And, and obviously they are because we've seen, you know, we saw the spring game. We saw several guys that were, you know, younger players that have stepped up. Uh, like I said, Anthony Smith earlier, uh, he was a guy that really stepped up in that game. So you get the feeling that, yes, the work has been put in. You get the feeling the confidence is there with these guys. But yeah, you know, you you got to go into ECU week one. Yeah, uh, it's at Greenville. Uh, you know, we saw we've seen you know teams from around the area struggle when those talk about a tough opening game, right? Talk about a tough yeah, opening exactly. Game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's you know that's always been a tough game. I mean, NC State has lost the last two games at ECU. Uh, obviously, those games date back to you know the last one uh, was was right before. Two games ago was with Russell Wilson. The last one was, you know, Ryan Finley's, uh, I believe, freshman year, if I remember correctly. So, you know, th- it's been a little while since those have taken place, but uh, it's still a very difficult place to play at. It's, you know, ECU is is a team that really gets up for that one. So, you know, it's going to start week one. And I mean, uh, I think when you go back to, you said the, you know, ACC championship or bus mentality for NC State fans, you know, there's some NC State fans that are going into that every single year. They, I mean, this this program is, is really crying out for, you know, one, that type of success, whether it's basketball, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, but football being the biggest one, obviously, because, you know, it is it is that moneymaker and it is the, you know, what's kind of the lifeblood of college athletics right now, too. So you know, NC State fans really want to see this happen. Uh, and I think I don't know that I would say it's it's ACC championship or bust because Clemson is still there. Uh, but this this, you know, the, the fan base really wants to see exactly what you talked about earlier. Double digit wins for this program, something that's only been done one other time in program history. You know, Dave Dorn has knocked on that door multiple times, uh, you know, one time losing a bowl that would have gotten them to 10 wins. Uh, one time, you know, obviously last year, uh, not being able to play a bowl game against UCLA because of COVID factors with UCLA four hours before kickoff. So this is a this is definitely a, a mark that NC State fans want to see. If it happens in the regular season, you feel pretty good about your, your chances to get to the ACC championship game, but you have to do it uh, with a win against Clemson, which is obviously, as we've seen, they've won 30-plus games at home over the last several years at, in, in a row. Uh, so this is a, a very difficult task for, for NC State as well. And so last one for me, Corey, and I want to quickly touch on realignment. Now, look, obviously the ACC has stood pat so far. Uh, they haven't made any moves like the Big Ten did and like the SEC did uh, a year ago, but there have been rumors thrown around 
around. There have been hypotheticals thrown around revolving UNC, Clemson, Miami, Florida State, and others. And look, if those schools were to make a move, obviously the, the grant of rights is a big factor in, in all that happening. But if hypothetically those schools were to make a move, that would really change things, I think, in the ACC and, and would force other programs in that conference to really start thinking. What do you know about, I guess, just NC State's stance regarding realignment? You know, any preparations they're making behind the scenes in case, I guess, various, various scenarios end up happening? You know, where do the Wolfpack kind of stand and what's really been the biggest topic of conversation this offseason? Yeah, I mean, NC State is keeping things pretty close to the chest, pretty close to the vest right now. Uh, but everything that we've heard, you know, for NC State when it comes to that is, you know, it's it, it's going to have to be something that is either uh, tied to, you know, a, a program like a UNC. Uh, I think if you if you have those two kind of coming together, it could end up leading to both of them going to the same conference. Uh, but you know, and there's also that that hypothetical if if UNC goes to the Big Ten. Would NC State be a team that wants to be looked at by the SEC? Would they want to go to the SEC? And I think there there are those kind of discussions that I'm sure are going on behind the scenes. Again, like I said, NC State's not really showing their cards too much. But when it comes to realignment, I think you know the biggest thing for NC State right now to focus on because it doesn't. It seems like things are kind of dying off at least right now, heading into the season. But this is just a huge season for NC State as a whole because not only. Uh, does the football program have a chance to, you know, finish the season ranked have, for a second straight year, have a chance to get to a really strong bowl game or, you know, potentially win an ACC championship game and and see where things lead them from there. But, you know, the program as a whole, too, you're, you're talking about, you know, the basketball program trying to rejuvenate things after, you know, a down season last year and on, on the men's side, the women's side trying to get back to, the, you know, another ACC championship uh, and, and trying to get to, you know, the NCAA tournament and make another long run. But the program as a whole has finished, you know, multiple times top 25 and in, in Director's Cup the last two years. So they need to see, you know, strength across the, the entire, uh, you know, university again. And I think that makes them attractive to, you know, an SEC or a Big Ten. Or you know, if things hold, if things hold uh, still for the ACC, and you know, if there's another third uh, super conference that starts kind of building there, I think NC State feels like they're in a pretty good position uh, in that sense because of, of the recent uh, success of the program. You know, the brand isn't there on on par with a UNC or some other schools that have been mentioned in all this. But the su- the success, the recent success for NC State uh, is what really helps them. I think in, in all of this uh, when it comes to looking. A conference realignment. You can follow him on Twitter at rcoreysmith and make sure to check out packpride.com for everything NC State athletics and recruiting. Corey, thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Appreciate it as always. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and check out and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube page for Corey Smith. I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily and enjoy your weekend, everybody.